Welcome to the FX Money Show Podcast. FX Money Show Podcast. Where your host, Nick, uses his 30 years of experience to demolish the FX markets while exposing the how, why, and when of Forex in front of your eyes. So take the foggles off, subscribe and share with your most trusted friends. Pet the cat. Yes, I said pet the kitty cat. Choose some gum and put the headphones on the bone dome. Time is money. And this is the FX Money Show. So welcome back to the show. Cody, Svenja, you guys are joining us on this one. Um, my apologies in advance. Uh, so how are both of you? How are you doing, Cody? Uh, just waking up. I'm doing good, though. It's been a good week. Good week, yeah. And Svenja, yeah. how are you doing? Oh, I'm doing fine. I'm very good today. And have you traded today yet? Uh, yeah, I started, uh, but uh, just getting started, let's say. Today I'm a bit late, but uh, yeah, I took already one trade. Uh, now I'm currently taking my second, so yeah. Okay, good times, good times. Rolling. Yeah, so um, today is, uh, we got a little bit of news today, uh, and then tomorrow is the big one. I mean, the big one. Um, tomorrow's the big one. And uh, we'll have some fun with, uh, with that, of course, as we, as we do. We've got XFlow rules that we're going to have a pretty intense discussion uh, today. I know, Svenja, you're you know, biting at the bit and you, you want XFlow. But I, I think it's been, unintentionally, I think it's been pretty constructive for you not to have it. Because that's kind of pushed you to, um, you know, get into the the trading, um, the groove, um, <laughs> the groove before the big one. <laughs> um, I had a great conversation yesterday for about two hours with myself, and it was atrocious. I mean, with somebody else, and it was good. Uh, <laughs> And um, they are a little heavier in the crypto space. Uh, but, you know, the conversation was crypto is so much faster, right? Mm -hmm. uh, that's how the conversation started. And she had said that crypto was so much faster. And I said, well, yeah, you can get some fast moves out of crypto, but it's not consistent and you don't know where because crypto is a, a pretty abstract market still there's not there is liquidity of course but it's not a ton of liquidity um or a ton and a half of liquidity uh, there are whales uh, in crypto and those whales are tiny little fish in comparison to the whales in fx and it tends to be a little bit more erratic whereas in FX, my explanation is, well, yeah, you, you might get slow moves or slower moves. You're not going to get those spikes all the time, but it's consistent. It is consistent. So whereas a, a crypto move might be, you know, 300%, 400%, and you might find one of those a year, if that, uh, with spot FX, with the proper use of leverage, the 
proper timing of trades. Uh, I mean, we're seeing what's your what's your typical day, Cody? Three percent, four percent, five percent. Yeah, I mean, I think if I took uh, an average of like a whole month of trading, it'd probably be around five percent. Um, maybe a little bit under that. I mean, it depends, but yeah, it's sometimes it's better. You know? mm -hmm. and, yeah. and Svenja, where where are you typically on an average day this last week or so? Um, I was around three percent, I would say. So some days better, some days worse. Okay, but um, mostly profitable, which was really great. Yes, but and and that's the difference, and that's kind of where that conversation went. Is yeah, you might find those strong moves in in crypto, um, but they tend to be pretty erratic in themselves, and the reversals can come up completely unannounced. Uh, it's not like they're gonna knock on the door and say, "Hey, I'm gonna reverse on you." Where in FX, yes, everybody thinks that the market is. Uh, difficult to trade and it, and it is but that's because the approach is flawed um, and I'm not saying that anything that I do is perfect but the approach is different and this goes for 99% of retail traders you know the approach is on the candles whereas what we're doing what you're doing Cody what you're doing Svenja is an approach that's built on the data that happens before the candles and not the candles itself, right? So there, there's clearly a, uh, a heads up display and an advance warning to those moves that in crypto uh, would be pretty erratic or unannounced. Uh, kind of like in-laws that come in and they, they stick around for too long. You know, it's, it's nice to have them over, it's better to have them leave. So, yeah. Um, so yeah, so we'll we'll dive into some rules today, and we'll um, cover XFlow and what XFlow was doing. So Svenja, you will this is your day. Uh, here, Euro Dollar is peaking a little bit higher. It's going to break through the the uh, one oh seven here. Looks like it wants to. Sentiment is leading. Uh, I know for listeners you can't see it, but sentiment is leading the price to the upside right now see if it decides it wants to continue or not but it looks like it might i already i got uh, one trade in and closed it off now i'm back in along i think it's gonna push a little bit higher yeah well sentiment we'll is, see. sentiment is stretching so we'll probably see it's torn around the 95.6 for those that are listening <laughs> at this point it was 95.6 now when it's you know it, well, you, you can do the, the typical retail trader thing and say, hey, I heard Nick say it was 95.6. Call your broker now and tell them <laughs> you wanted to place a trade at the 95.6. Uh, and maybe um, if, if, if you were a politician, maybe they would let you. <laughs> but, um, yeah, the coulda, woulda, shoulda. And the big one. Sentiment, sentiment. I'm gonna write a book. You have to guess. You have to take a guess what the title's gonna be. Um, is it gonna be authored by you or by yeah, PP? By you? Not no. By well, me. it could be a hybrid. It could be. It could be. A, what do they call it? A co-authored book. 
So it's going to be co-authored. Well, that's scary. I don't really know. Uh, so um, let me think. I have it picked what out already. What would the already. title be? What would the title be? I don't know. I, it's, it's hard for me to tell with you. I don't know if it's going to be something like humorous <laughs> or something serious. Srenya, any, any guesses? Mm. What would I think? <laughs> no, not really sure. Sentiment and the crystal balls. <laughs> ah, uh. see, I, <laughs> I was thinking crystal balls, and then you went. <laughs> oh, jeez. Um, yeah, but I mean, sentiment is the crystal balls, but. Um, yeah. And so we're talking about sentiment. We've we've mentioned sentiment um, to give a a good explanation for those that trade. Um, sentiment is extrapolated from market efficiency, and we use a couple of complex um, arrays that uh, build us um, a leading index. And that index on both the euro and the dollar, two individual indexes, uh, tell us where the market's changing direction. But on top of that series of indexes uh, is market sentiment. And market sentiment leads prices by 30 to 60 seconds. On average, plus or minus a second. Uh, but at that level, it's no big deal. So when when Cody says he's got four or five percent return, and Svenja says she's got um, a seventeen percent return or a one point seven percent return, uh, it's still you know it, it's that insight of what the market's going to do next, which is critical. You know, and forever traders will you know experience toxic performance because their analysis is just lagging and analyzing what the candles have already done. Whereas sentiment is pulled from what's happening on the inside market or the institutional side of the market prior to the candles being given their price. And that's how the market works. Uh, but unfortunately, retail traders have not been given a fair chance of visualization to transparency. And this is the sentiment is what transparency is all about. You know, or the indexes, because we can see clearly, even if you turn your candles off with the comparison of the value, this normalized value that we see in the indexes, if you compare apples to apples and euro to the dollar or sterling to the dollar or the dollar to the yen, when you're comparing that pair of indexes, not the currency pair, that's just an exchange rate, but the pair of indexes, then you know where the price is going to change direction when those normalized values have in fact switched gears or crossed so that gives us a tremendous amount of transparency and paired with sentiment we know where those prices are going to continue so once you've gotten into a position and it's gone three or four pips 
you can watch that sentiment and then sentiment will tell you where the market is going to change direction. It's so incredibly powerful. It's like having a pair of Cristo balls. Yeah. Sentiments. It's it's pretty cool sentiment. <laughs> yeah. It's not bad. <laughs> yeah, but but it's not sentiment. So a lot of traders have, you know, experienced the use of sentiment and maybe they'll use uh, like a pie chart, right? They they see a pie chart of not sentiment and that's not sentiment. That's maybe a gauge of, you know, long positions, short positions. But if you think about it, and I'm not going to use any names, but there's a prominent um, retail brokerage that uh, at one point was owned by Citigroup. Uh, but, um, yeah, I won't use any names. Oh, wait a So, uh, they... they you know, hold on. They provide they provide sentiment, but let's look at sentiment or let's discuss it for a moment. Foreign exchange is a zero sum game, All right? So, uh, <laughs> yeah, with the exception of brokerage and spread, foreign exchange is a zero sum game, and yep. you can even really pull the spread out of it because somebody's still gaining, right? But when somebody gains, somebody loses. Uh, so it's for the most part zero sum. And the cost or the the burden on it is the commission. But if you're looking at a chart of sentiment and you've got, let's say, 10,000 traders who are long and 5,000 traders who are short, what is really happening in the market? So 10,000 long, 5,000 short. In let's say a brokerage, really it's the same amount on both sides. Because if somebody is long on another marketplace, there's somebody that's short. Hmm. Yeah. Right. If that's somebody is holding, yeah. if somebody is holding a currency, that is a long position. Yeah. Right, so from a speculator's perspective, looking at a pie chart that says 55% of our customers are long euro dollar is like saying you're going to find a politician with any sort of level of integrity. It doesn't, it doesn't happen. It's not, that's not how it works. You know, it's not structured that way. You know, so you can look at one you know, house of cards and the other house of cards is the same thing, but in the middle, you know, there's there's no difference. They're the same. Yeah. Yeah. So what you're what you're saying is if somebody is is long, like on a on a broker, um, your uh, liquidity provider or your broker itself is in the exact opposite position. So it doesn't really matter. Well, that would be sure. that would be the B book solution, but I'm talking yeah. in terms of, you know. Uh, a broker representing and, and giving you a pie chart and says, this is what our customer yeah. profile is in terms of sentiment. Um, mm -hmm. And I think uh, my FX book does that, you know, and they, I yeah. think they do something like that, but you can see all sorts of sentiment gauges too. Forex factory has that yeah. too. Like, so, uh, yeah. so you, you can see those gauges of sentiment, but, Depending on where they're gauging that sentiment, 
there is an opposite perspective amongst one or two or three or four or all the other ECNs. Yeah. Or brokerage operations, right? There's always an opposing participant. And whether it's a B-book, you know, it's a B-book solution and it's the broker who takes the other side of the trade, um, that is an opposing position, right? If yeah. it's a customer, if it went through, if the trade went through a custom, uh, a matching engine into an ECN and then... Um, you know, Pippi the pirate, you know, took the opposing position. That is, you know, uh, the same thing as a B book solution. It's just not a conflict of interest because it's just, right. you know, the brokerage is a pass through and the customer is the opposing side. So, somewhere, no matter where you look at, you know, if you look at retail operations sentiment, it's not timely, you know, at all. Um, it's just a picture of what their traders are doing, which has no bearing whatsoever. Almost as valuable as the big flush. <laughs> you know, the, I, I'm trying to do a sound. Well, I mean, it, it might have some value if you consider that if it's if it's showing retail trader positions. If you consider that what like ninety, what is it? It's like ninety percent, ninety five percent of them lose. Yeah, the contrary. You play the, yeah. You could play the broker game and just go against them, but I yeah. wouldn't do that either. But yeah. um, but, but the so nice it's, it's basically it's useless information that they yeah it's all it is there. it's all it is. But so when we're talking about sentiment, we're talking about tick by tick sentiment that measures the imbalance. So we're looking at euro dollar, and in looking at euro dollar, we're comparing all the other currencies in order to analyze what the euro dollar is doing. So. Looking at the euro dollar chart, we analyze all the other 28, anyway, 28 major pairs in order to determine what the euro dollar is doing because it's comparing the apples to apples amongst the other pairs, and we extrapolate the sentiment from those. It's kind of like apple juice. <laughs> it, it's it's apple juice. It's it's the um, the apple juice the the cider. Oh, I, I have uh, a I have a joke for that. Oh. Oh. Okay, I have a joke. I'm ready for, for that. one. You ready for that? Yeah. No, I can't do it. I can't. Do I it. think oh, you can't do that one. <laughs> it's it's vulgar, and I would have to mark this episode as explicit. Okay, here it goes. Ready? <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Oh boy, you gotta you gotta get some uh, some cleaner some cleaner jokes, maybe some family friend friendly jokes. Yeah, maybe that's a tough. They're one. not as funny. That's a tough I know. one. But I've had my yeah. coffee. I had my coffee, and on the way to, um, on the way to the desk this morning, I stopped by and I got you know I stopped by the fruit stand, um, and I got the uh, the missus a uh, uh, a hot cider. Ooh, a hot cider. She loves hot cider. Yeah. It's still. I don't know if I'd want to drink. Well, it's it's not all that hot this morning. It seems like it's cooling off. It's like hot it, cider. Yeah, no, the hot it's cider. Bad. Yeah, it, the hot cider is good. But um, it all just depends on where you get it. Yeah. So there's there's a couple of fruit stands, um, and the 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 first one that we pass is so so. Um, they have some. There's some peach orchards, and you can get some peach juice. And but the best one is Dickens. 
because she loves a hot dick in cider. <laughs> You're listening to the FX Money Show. Where taking profits is like squeezing a rubber ducky. Here's your host and his favorite whoopee cushion. The man himself, the guy with the big... Well, oh hell, let's let's get back to the show. Oh man, how did I know? Is that what it's really called? Or did you no. Just, did you... no. Okay. There's no hot dick insider. <laughs> and that's the problem. <laughs> did you did you give her cider this morning or was this all I haven't just an elaborate it's just a story for the Oh man, I'm sitting there thinking like I got a cider, and like I'm like, oh, we have a lot of great uh, places around here. With, it's know, still too early in season. You're not gonna get. I don't think. I don't know what. When do apples come around? Like August, September, or something? Oh uh, like yeah. yeah. Well, you might be able to get some. There's a. We have a like a huge apple orchard around here. They always have apples, which is weird. I don't know how they do that. But yeah, they have some pretty good apple cider, and it's like cherry Cherry Hill orchards, I think. Yeah, it's, yeah, there's it's pretty good. there's there's actually uh, there's actually a peach orchard that's not too far from me. Um, well, I say not too so far. So that was that was true. That that, that true. part was yeah, that part was true. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and they've got great like peach cobbler and stuff like that. Oh my god, it's so. I'm not good. sure if I believe you. No, no, this is waiting, this is real. Waiting this is real. for the punchline. Can, line, can you hear me now? Right. Can you hear me? Can you hear me? <laughs> no, I can't hear you. Uh, but no, that part is true. Uh, it's actually set okay. in Crozet, Virginia, and you can let's see. It is it is Childs. Child, I think it's oh Childs Childs uh, Peach Orchard. Uh, you can okay. Google you can Google it. Um, and if you're ever in Virginia, you're driving down uh, route 81 and you take the Eastern, um, intersection for route 64 and you'll go over the Blue Ridge Parkway, uh, which is a beautiful area. It's the, that area is called, um, Rockfish Gap. Uh, I've actually hiked from Rockfish Gap up to, uh, Front Royal, Virginia, which is, I think 112 miles. Um, I did it over four weekends uh okay you know went out on a thursday night and then came back on a on a sunday um i think each time i finished every one of those weekends you know my transportation was a little bit more reluctant to come and get me <laughs> yeah but i had Why fun I, I i don't know i, I don't know it's just a, a longer drive to come and get me and and bring oh, me out okay. there yeah because i wasn't going to leave my vehicle out there i just wanted you know yeah. th- they provided the transportation out dropped me off i think they were really happy with the drop off um for some reason <laughs> yeah uh but uh coming to get me they were you know, so hateful uh no i'm just kidding they're, they're <laughs> wonderful but um yeah, so Rockfish Gap uh, and the junction between the Shenandoah uh, Parkway and the Blue Ridge Parkway going south, uh, just over the mountain, you'll get to Crozet. And Crozet is a, a quaint little town, um, kind of old, uh, old uh, American history. Uh, then you get to Charlottesville and... Uh, what is it? Jefferson's Monticello and 
other all that other yeah nonsense all that other nonsense my uh, my my wife is going to uh she's driving down to North Carolina in a couple of weeks to visit a friend and I was like I wonder if she's going to be passing through Virginia I should probably warn Nick for any frying pans coming towards his oh, head yeah definitely definitely warn me um yeah. but yeah she would probably come down route 81 uh and then yeah, I think so. depending on where she's going in north carolina she would either continue route 81 uh or and i think it goes down towards like rocky mount uh, north carolina somewhere down there goldsboro or she would jump on 64 and then continue down 95 once she got into or past Richmond. I think, oh boy, I can't remember the name of the town her friend lives in, but I, I think it's closer to um, Tennessee. So it's like kind of on Tennessee. that. Tennessee. Then she would definitely go Route 81. Yeah. And then, probably. and then. Oh no, you know, you know what? She's staying in Virginia. She's driving five hours. And staying at an Airbnb in Virginia, and then, uh, and then going the rest of the way to North Carolina. Hmm. So she might be stopping to okay. to hit you with a frying pan, just to let you know. Oh man, <laughs> I'm kidding. Oh. She would never do that. Well, that's good. That, that's one fewer frying pans I have to uh, uh, defend <laughs> myself. <laughs> yeah. So. Um, yeah, so good times, and um, I think that's it. Sentiment. Yeah. Now, sentiment, sentiment is, it's been sentiment in the crystal balls. It's been leading yeah. price move, this price move lower for about, um, it failed at the 97 to move higher, and now it's back down to the 90, and all of this move is... Um, clearly visible with sentiment pushing every single one of these candles lower yep it, it's it's like squeezing a rubber ducky wait do you have a sound effect where's a little like um i don't know if i have ducky a, sound effect. i don't know if i have um a, a sound effect for the rubber ducky um i mean i, I could but i don't know uh, um, I don't, let me see I did look for sound effects, but I don't you know. Had to, I heard the drums. I heard the drums. Yeah, I, I had to put the drums. It just, yeah, that <laughs> was fun. Yeah, um, <laughs> I don't know about the rubber ducky, though. Let me see. Uh, rubber ducky? Yeah, You're the one. <laughs> sound. Um, uh, you can do a beep. Nope. Uh, breaking glass. Crash. Ka-ching. Oh, wait. For my jokes? This is what I gotta play. <laughs> Can you hear that? Uh, it's, it's, it's very quiet, but it, it, you have a laugh track, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I don't see a, a rubber ducky. Oh, that's sad. Yeah. Oh, well. So anyway, today is, today is sentiment day. Svenja, uh, we're gonna take, uh, take notes, right? Write everything down. Yeah. She's she's gone. 
Where'd she go? Oh, there she is. No, no, I'm still here. She's, she's, she's there. She's there. Um, so yeah, take take notes, sentiment, um, rules, trading rules, uh, and um, good times. Yeah. Cool. So um, we'll chat with you both at uh, about nine thirty sharp. Okay. Cheers. Okay. I'll be there. Cheers. Au revoir. <laughs> my German is my. How do you say goodbye in German? Auf Wiedersehen. Um, you could say Auf yeah, exactly. You got I'll, it. <laughs> I have some jokes in German, if that counts. You've just listened to an episode of the FX Money Show, where every day Nick discusses analysis that drives traders' confidence through the roof. Subscribe to the podcast, enjoy the show, and discover your inner trader. The service of the FX Money Show is to provide foundational educational content to trading listeners of foreign exchange and other financial markets. Anything expressed in the FX Money Show by its producers or guests is educational in nature and in no way constitutes advice. You must understand the risks associated with trading financial products and use only capital you can afford to risk. 